0: You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions and I'm your host, Michelle dawes Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Let me give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock's is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service engagement, public speaking, mentoring, workshops and the arts. We have been doing this particular platform talking to people about issues that impact us, trying to raise awareness, providing solutions and just people that I admire and like. It's Louisiana's Finest. we got cayenne live hello
1: cayenne how you doing i'm wonderful thank you so much i'm happy to be here
0: yeah good to see you you're looking well one minute you're here in the a now you're yes. back home you're catching flights you're doing things you're on the move we're gonna talk about all of that let's let's fasten our seats belts and buckle in so you are born in baton rouge right
1: Born and bred Baton Rouge. Went, uh, you know, I was born here all the way up through my undergraduate mm-hmm. at Southern University. The Southern University. All right. Woo-woo. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Tell me, what
0: was your neighborhood like as a kid back in, in Baton Rouge?
1: Um, quiet. Close knit. I can remember, you know, being able to walk to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. You know, when when people when kids were really walking right, to the bus stop right, back then. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 You know, a few blocks and um, just being able to ride my big wheel through the streets. Mm -hmm. She had a big wheel. Yes, (laughs) with the plastic wheels. (laughs) You had a big wheel. Go, girl. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was close knit and you know, some of those people on that street when when you think of when I when you say my childhood neighborhood, mm-hmm. I think of this particular yeah. first home and I'm still very close with some of those people. Gotcha. What kind of music were you listening to? You remember as a kid? What did you like? Oh oh I do. I mm-hmm. remember uh <laughs> distinctively listening to strictly only gospel. Really? Yes, my mom was not having any secular music in the house. Wow. So Wow. He's a minister. Um, we were always in the church. Wow. Um, nothing, nothing but gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I got older, I would kind of. Spoon feed her jazz, you know. mm. it's no words, mom. It's yeah, no words, yeah, yeah, yes, you know? so it's, it's instrumental, too. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you know, side in some shot mm-hmm. <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit of reggae, mm-hmm. but the volume had to be real, you yeah, know, like yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you were listening probably to the Canton Spirituals, oh, Shirley Clarks Caesars, sisters, Caravans, mm-hmm.
1: the whining,
0: mm-hmm. I mean. Mm. All the the grades, man. So life as a a kid with
1: a minister in the house was probably very difficult for you. It could be at times, you know, it's strict, you know, but the good thing is that I have some deeply rooted values, Mm -hmm. of course, um, and. I have that reference point when I need spiritual support yeah. and I can tap into that. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, definitely it was a strict household, kind of intense at times, mm-hmm. but you know, as an adult, I've learned to reevaluate what the impact of that was for me mm-hmm. and turn it into resilience and perseverance and those things. Gotcha. Like
0: gotcha. You, got you. Talk to mm-hmm. me about how did we get to Southern and what were we studying when we get, when we got there?
1: So, you know, Baton Rouge, it's kinda a pathway to Southern University, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You know, my parents met going to Southern University. My brother went to Southern, you know, it's just a community of Southernites, honestly. And so I spent a lot of time on the campus in high school and a lot of the summer programs. So I was pretty much groomed to you know to go to Southern. Okay. Which I'm very proud of. Good. And what was you what were you studying? What was your major? my undergrad was therapeutic recreation it's a holistic health field of allied health right along with occupational therapy and speech therapy and i was actually 16 michelle when i started college
0: what?
1: wow yes i went i went to baton rouge magnet high school and i graduated a year early i graduated in my junior year Ooh. and started southern university
0: wow
1: Oh, wow, that's awesome. So you started college
0: early. So because of you, the way you were bring, being raised as a kid at home, gospel music, now you're young, smart, cute. <laughs> Southern? Did you turn up at Southern? Were, were, you, were you focused or did you, did you? okay, all right. That's I, did, what, I did my share. I that, did my
1: share, okay. but you know, I moved out the house when I was 18. Okay. And okay. so I'm fresh at Southern, and then everything was on my own. He's like, okay, you out the house, you grown then. So I'm paying okay. tuition. I'm working four jobs at a okay. time. So I had like work studies in between classes and I had weekend jobs and I had evening jobs during the week. So I was working and, you know, I was getting my little fun, but I was trying to just figure it all out. You know, no okay. one really told me about interest rates. And yes.
0: Rate fees. Right, and <laughs> right. And that when you borrow something, you got to pay it back. It ain't for free. Right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I was learning and the School of Hard Knocks just taught me how to adult. But I was focused on getting my degree. I graduated with honors at 20 years old. Wow. And- Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's then amazing. fast forward 20 years.
0: Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about yeah, that. So once I, once I
1: graduated, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did that lead you to Atlanta? How did we get from? Well, by way of Jackson, Mississippi. So okay. my first job out of college was... Um, A lot of people don't know this, but I started off in mental health. And so I was head of my department at a brain injury acute care rehabilitation hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, Methodist Hospital. I mean, I stayed there a year and a half and I was doing my therapy Mm -hmm. and um, just learning how to be out on my own in a different state. You know, not so far from Louisiana, but it really taught me a lot about myself and just being mature. Mm hmm. Really smart, yeah. really smart
0: individual. So yes. you were in Memphis, Jacksonville, Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi, Jap- Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. so you're there. And so how did we get to Atlanta from there?
1: So shouts out to David Banner. First of all, he was SGA president of Southern University. <laughs> and, um, he he repped Jackson, he yeah. repped Mississippi hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You know. yeah. And so we were friends and he, I did some music with him and just kind of getting my feet wet um you know I did some previously to move into Jackson but I was still trying to understand my voice and what I wanted mm-hmm. to do musically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know sharpening my pen mm-hmm. you know writing and so you know I knew that he he moved to Atlanta but not necessarily the move because of him but it just introduced me to Atlanta and I had visited Atlanta when I was younger mm-hmm. and fell in love with it and yeah. so I guess in the back of my mind I subconsciously was just like, you know, this may be where mm-hmm. I'm going to end up. And yeah. so I, I up and quit my job. I actually did a some employee development with wow. the job. And my boss literally said, don't go to Atlanta and come back and quit. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I got to Atlanta. I was like, this is it. And I went back <laughs> to Jackson and I stayed maybe a couple weeks, you know, just to make it not seem like oh, I had already wow. made the decision and I quit and um I stayed a few more months just trying to stack some money and I and this is when 9/11 happened. Wow. So, I quit my job. I'm hmm. sitting looking at TV and the news is on I'm like, "Oh my god." Wow. I don't know what the state of the economy is going to yes. be, of course, you know, of course the trauma of this happening to all these people. Yes. But now I'm also like, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It And so Yeah. I didn't have anywhere to live. I lived on my, stayed on my friend girl's floor for a few months, about six months, and just putting in job applications, but also, you know, the duality of trying to figure out the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so did the musical bug hit you? when you were still in baton rouge because you did a little did you do a little singing there and then you was I like did, this is something you
1: know, i like of course, of course the church thing yeah uh, but you know i i was always into a variety of music my uh. father is the one that really inspired me um uh, shouts out to grasshopper all right and uh, hopper it was a bass player for this um 70s band called the underground express okay and his music is phenomenal. And but he introduced me to Terrence Trent, Darby, mm, Bill mm, Collins, and mm, ZZ Top, mm, and you know ZZ Hill, and yeah. Leonard Skinner. Come on. So I would, you know, my parents divorced when I was one, so I would spend time with my dad, okay. and it was just music, music, music. So okay. you know that really. I got bit by the bug mm. with the blues and Zydeco mm. and rock and roll. Everything. And so I dabbled some in the studio. And when I tell you I was nowhere where I'm at now, <laughs> mm-hmm. I listened to some of those old recordings and I'm like, oh my God, what made me? know that I could yeah. do this because if you listen to the music you know in the, yeah. the vocals it wasn't quite there yet but I did do some recording and a little bit in Jackson Mississippi I didn't full-fledged jump into the rhythm until I moved to Atlanta, to Atlanta.
0: and and Dave Banner must have heard something in you because he wanted yeah. to do some work with you and that kind of got you in the direction so now right. 9-11 a lot of change is going on, definitely in New York, but across the, across the country and across the world, yes. and things have changed. You know, no longer can we just walk up in the airport and sit with our family at the gate. We gotta right. be waving goodbye from the street. Yeah. Everything's changing, and so you're right. We didn't know what the economy was. Some of us are living in fear, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and yeah. So, now here you are in Atlanta because Atlanta is beautiful, right? It's a lot of beautiful black people. Not that there isn't black beautiful black people in Louisiana, but it's yeah. something about about here in Atlanta there's music there's there's yes. R&B there's soul there's live music there's spoken word there's house mm-hmm. there's hip hop there's everything going yes. on right and so now yeah. you're in the midst and so how are you trying to get it happening so how is it going for you? Talk about eyes wide yeah. oh, <laughs> <and> eyes. <laughs> this is it honey this is it, this it. Is it.
1: <laughs> but you know I was vigilant about um how am I going to create this pathway for myself? Yes. Where absolutely. do I need to be? What spaces do I need to be in? What kind of mindset do I need to be in? So he introduced me to Bone Crusher. Mm. Bone Crusher would take me around to studios mm-hmm. with him. I met T.I. and You know, I was just in different spaces with him and doing hooks. I did a lot of hooks. Okay. I knew I wanted to do full songs of just myself, but I started off just doing a lot of hooks. And demoing songs for major labels and getting mm-hmm. paid just to demo songs. Just getting my voice heard, doing a lot of um, open mics. You know, Cafe, was it 229? Two, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is it 229? Mm-hmm. And Apache, of course. And just just finding opportunities to sing out. And, um, you know, just. Find, I had a list, Michelle, of studios. I would go knock on those doors. I had... I had it, I had it planned, My every day it was go down to the office, you know, computers where I was living and do resumes, right? Mm-hmm. Job, 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 hunt, job, hunt, job, hunt. Right. And then the second half was following this list of these What What are the studios here? I would ask questions and I would go knock on those doors every day. Hey, I'm a singer. You know, do you need any vocalists? Yeah. And the doors would just shut. I remember, you know, going to Hindu, Alan Henderson's studio. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's still around, but they closed the door on me. They didn't even, they just cracked the door It <laughs> was like, no, we don't need any singers. <laughs> and I kept back, kept going back. And, mm. I, and eventually the right person answered the door. And so I got, I started working in Hindu. When someone said, you know, stop saying you're a singer. Start saying that you're a songwriter. Okay. There, singers come a dime a dozen. But if you're a songwriter, and then you can turn around and demo the song and sing the song. So my goal was song placement. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I wrote a lot of those early R&B. I started off in R&B. So yeah. house music, I knew nothing of house music until mm-hmm. I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was, that, yeah, that's awesome because... Doors keep closing, but you just persevere. You like, I got to mm-hmm. keep going. So while yeah. these doors were shutting, were you working, doing some other stuff, hustling on the side? Here and doing-
1: there, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Listen, you want to talk about hustling? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> Yes. So, um, you know, it was rough, but I was staying afloat, um, um, you know, trying to build my network. And being in Hindu, you know, I was introduced to Isaac Hayes III, mm-hmm. Ike Dirty. Shouts out to Ike Dirty. Yeah. And some good people that really took me under their wing and I was able to hone in on my craft. I met Armando Colon, mm-hmm. which is my best, best mentor and buddy for life. Yes, you know, yes. 20, 20, 20 years strong at this point, Grammy Award winner. Um, most of my pop RB music, b uh, music, Best Kept Secret EP is his production. Um, he, it was like a boot camp. Mm-hmm. I would work eight to five mm-hmm. then go all the way around the other side of 285 and mm. meet with him every day after work. Yeah. I would be yeah. nodding off yeah. <laughs> in the tired. studio, just tired, yeah. but determined to get some content and develop some material. And just he really heard my voice. You know, mm-hmm. I think I have a different approach to singing, styling. Yeah. And, and he, he understood how to style my voice yeah. and yes. to teach me. How to deliver into the microphone and sing in the studio and layers and harmonies and um, stacking, writing. I mean, he was like, What you got? Yeah. And I would sing and he's like, That's whack. Do it again. <laughs> I'm kidding, I thought it was hot, you know? <laughs> I really, really yeah. groomed. You know, I was under you know some really good leadership in developing my craft.
0: You really learned the business. You know, oh yeah,
1: you really learned music. that as well. That yeah. as well. You yeah. know, learning about publishing right. and splits and yeah, register, copyrights. You know, um, right. you know, artists. So early on. Uh, more focused on okay, I need to understand the business so I don't get screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, been approached by managers and I've never been managed right. simply because no one ever approached me that knew enough or right. more than what I did. Okay, or their money wasn't long enough to okay. supplement the lack of knowledge. I understand that <laughs> or I the understand. resources or the connections weren't long enough. If yeah. you don't know the business, then I need you to be able to mm-hmm. leverage that void yeah. and so i've always just managed myself let me
0: ask you Cayenne. why didn't you give up why what kept you going cuz you're a degree you're a degreed woman at this point you've accomplished mm-hmm. a lot before 20 right you you you, you right. know you got your degree you were head of a department you yeah. know then you leave you come yeah. to atlanta and it wasn't the the streets weren't paved for gold for you yet no. so it was it was hard mm-hmm. why didn't you give up what kept you going
1: I even went through about eight months of homelessness. People don't know that, you know, I was showing up in studios and performing and I had no, I didn't know where I was sleeping that night. Wow. Um, I didn't give up because I had something to say. I had a story. I, I had things I wanted to convey that I was experiencing and um, things I had ambition for. A lot of the songs were projection of what I wanted for my life. Mm -hmm. A lot of the songs are telling the stories of people that I met and witnessing their journey. Um, A lot of it is my own personal story, what I dealt with, you know, trauma and childhood, um, you know, uh, longing for, you know, just what I I want for my future. And I was just determined. I was determined to learn. I was open to receiving and receiving guidance and um understand I mean, music just drives you music just p- powers you forward yeah,
0: it does it's a healer Music is. is truly a healer it tells your story of your life it yeah. is universal it is a gift to all of us you know what i mean yes. so it does have a lot of flowers to it so i can totally understand that i wanted to ask you um everything that you were doing there you remember your first hit like your first uh, song, and I do tell us about that experience. I do. You're so
1: good, Michelle. <laughs> you, you know what you're doing, girl. Let's listen. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, oh, I hope I get to talk about this. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Like, Come on, Bringing girl. me there. Yes. So yes. I, I was. I started working with um, Free Entertainment. Okay. Shouts out to Baba B. Lou, Brad Lewis, mm-hmm. and um, Lovely Life, and dear friend Kia Kia Lewis as well. Um, um, Brad and Tim Barnwell, forever will be my love of my life, Tim uh, Headliner, mm-hmm. which was one of the uh, co-founder along with speech for Arrested Development. Okay. And he was also okay. the DJ. And so those two gentlemen, uh, the CEOs and founders of Stress-Free Entertainment. And again, God, you know, brought me to these places where it was like a boot camp of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, day, just going over there and uh, nurtured and developed, and being able to record and write freely um, with some some great fellow artists under stress free entertainment. Uh, Taylor, some great. Phenomenal vocalists, kind um, mm-hmm. of that camp, and uh, really talking about maybe doing a documentary of that period mm-hmm. because it was just so much artistic stimulation going on mm-hmm. with working with Stress Free Entertainment. So, to answer your question. The first song that gave me some notoriety was "Love Shampoo." Mm-hmm. Play um, shouts out to Tabones, DJ Tabones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loved that song. It really gave me a lot of airplay on WRFG. Um, just some great opportunities came out of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. You look good. And I, I, I want to say this too about you, Cayenne. You got stage presence. You know what I'm saying. You can. The way you hold the mic, the way you speak into the mic, project and sing and just command everyone's attention when you're singing, you you have that. Now, I've seen that in dark lit studios and clubs. Versus outside, like you've been mm-hmm. outside and getting people yes. to participate outside. and, and being involved in the songs that you're singing. Cause Wednesday wind down. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday yes. wind down greenhouse, you know, shout yes. out to Yusef, always wants him some yes. cayenne pepper, wants some cayenne, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> you come and sing and, and we just are so engra- and you know, enthralled with your performance. And then you sung Thank at you. uh park. I think it was yeah. for, uh, when it was yes. the first first official holiday for Juneteenth and yes. everybody was taking things to the street and festivals because we're in the middle of COVID at yes, that time. That's true. And you were there on the stage looking good. Shouts out to Adisa with, the, with some know. footage because he, lo- <laughs> he loves yes, you.
1: Mm-hmm. Adisa, has cha- Adisa Carter has championed for me from day yeah, one. Yeah. Was booking shows and playing that manager role Yeah. And- um, you know, really um, so enthusiastic and still is, yes, is. about my craft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as, you know, I can say that there was some, some challenges and struggles, all of that was always countered and balanced out. And you say, you know, why would I keep going? Yeah. People like that is yeah. why I kept going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was blessed with, you know, that that supportive network that encouraged me and also gave me constructive criticism. Yeah. Adisa will give it to you, honey. Yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> he will he'll tell, tell you. you. He'll tell you, he'll so, tell you, which is good. You and need and, friends and like he's that. pretty much like the first person I'll let listen, mm-hmm. you know, to anything new. I'm like making a beeline, what you think? You know, yeah. straight to Adisa. So shouts out to Adisa Carter. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. We like him. Shout out yeah. to him for sure. I'm going to switch gears here with you, Cayenne, because we're We're talking about it on the a side on the sunny side of the street, and all the good things that were happening to you or eventually started to happen for you here in Atlanta. But there was a time that you had to leave Atlanta
1: and mm-hmm. going back
0: home and and we as a community and when I say community the house community we were we were sad cuz we were going to miss
1: you yeah right
0: it was a sad time but we had to understand your reasons why you want to share with us a little bit that absolutely. time
1: absolutely and you know it's interesting because you know so I was doing the R&B mm-hmm. and then I would go to the house music events mm-hmm. at MJQ and mm-hmm. like you said, all the events in Piedmont Park mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. It never really occurred to me to do house music. I, I also used to work at i Pray DM, and Stan, <laughs> Zef, Stan would come yeah. and uh, Kevin Latham, yeah. shouts out to those yeah. brothers. And he was like, you you know, you should do house music. Here I am with my little EP of my (laughs) R&B stuff. Like, y'all check this out. And they're like, well, you know, we don't do house music, but I'll listen to it. You know, Mm -hmm. great vocals, whatever, great songwriting. You should do house music. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to write to house, you know, because it's just different. It's a different vibe and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's different production style. Um, So eventually I started working with Kai and Salah and um, some work with Kimmy on this, this upcoming project. But, um, been, and so in the middle of some momentum, like you said, you know, if I had the releases with someone mm-hmm. and love, don't love you back mm-hmm. and, um, uh, Hey, bro. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, my personal life was having some challenges. Yeah. Um, some people know to, to what degree and some people don't, mm-hmm. um, just to shed some light. Um, I have some self-destructive behavior, some un- unhealthy, lifestyles and i was also in some relationships that triggered triggered even more mm-hmm. self-destructive behavior unfortunately mm-hmm. um and just unhealthy and um period came where i was getting where i left it, i was pregnant and so i had been in a three-year relationship uh, we're good friends now to this day but you know when you sometimes when you're involved in a relationship you know that it's time to leave, but yeah. it takes some time. Right. Right. And so I already knew that that was something I wanted to transition out of mm-hmm. um, Then here. I come with child. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to change my environment. Mm-hmm. I wanted to not okay. be in a, a relationship where I just was going to not be happy. Right. I want to carry well. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my daughter, and so I made that big decision to, um, this is in the middle of me working with Kai on NDATL, trying to finalize an album. Mm -hmm. And so I just made that power decision Mm -hmm. to say, you know, as much as who wants to leave Atlanta? You know, right. I get questioned all the right. time. Like, right. why would you right. go right. to Baton Rouge? It's not even New Orleans. Right. <laughs> it's Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Yeah. You know, i mm-hmm. with Baton Rouge at all, which I think is even better that I wasn't going to a faster city like New okay. Orleans where, you know, something going on all the time mm-hmm. uh, so I could sit down, you mm-hmm. know? That mm-hmm. was around family. Right. And so... And again, it was a challenge because, uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, the childhood piece wasn't, you know, as uh, nurturing as I would have liked and what I needed. And, you know, there was some some trauma there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm returning home Mm -hmm. also in my mind, knowing that, you know, there's some memories there that aren't as good. So. I had to really hone into my maturity, who I am as a person, what do I want out of this? Right. Um, what are what do I want to get out of this? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose and my intention? And so I made a deliberate decision to move back home and mm-hmm. um, ground running, and was in school. I was that I was that student with the with the big belly walking around campus, working on my master's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, then once she was born, I was that student with the with the <laughs> with the. Uh, the bug, the, you know, carrier. Yeah. Bringing her. I was pumping. <laughs> I, was, I was just getting it done. You know? I was getting it done. So uh, it was the best decision I could have ever made, honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the midst of that, the 2016 flood happened. Yes. You know, we yes. all know about Katrina. Yes. Which was devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Atlanta at that time. Okay. And so, you know, I'm checking on my family, you know, all of that. But, you know, we weren't as impacted in Baton Rouge as much as, you know, of course, New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 2016 flood wasn't as, you know, horrible as as that as Katrina. But we lost everything. We lost it all. Uh, yeah. You know so i'm freshly had moved home that's our stuff out on yeah, the curb In the, yeah. the entire streets mm-hmm. all the neighborhoods were lined with mounds of belongings from the inside mm-hmm. of their house mm-hmm. the water was so high that their refrigerator toppled over my goodness
0: i didn't that's i was I, trying to figure out what that was it looked like some appliances right? on the side my goodness
1: mm-hmm. look at that that's just how high that's the, the water was wow. Um there was one picture with you can see there you go yeah. that's how high the water was yeah that's a, that's a the tip of a boat mm. and the water is where you see the line the on the house on the and side. you see how low the car is yeah. in there. Yeah, uh, I think for me, it, you know, clearly I'm used to starting over at this point, wow. you know what I'm saying? But for me to experience this with my mother, mm-hmm. you know, she's there by herself. She's thinking this is her. Retirement home, this is where she's gonna be, yeah. You know, our childhood home. Um, Mm -hmm. see her laying photos out in the driveway to Mm dry. That's when it really hit me. Like the whole car, I wish I had a picture of that. Mm -hmm. The carport was just lined with photos because she's trying to keep those memories. And you know, this that's a whole life that she had that you can never get back they weren't Mm -hmm. preserved Mm -hmm. you know even the children you know me and my brother photos i have no childhood pictures um you know she had to start over Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. literally everything everything. Everything. and so we were displaced for months um you know that that whole experience was very very interesting and genesis at the time was eight months old Um, so they came knocking At like 3 a.m. And thank God I was there because my bedroom was in the front of the house. My Mm -hmm. mom's bedroom was in the back. Mm -hmm. And she's a heavy sleeper. She would have gotten stuck in that house. Uh, I was there. I heard the knock. Mm -hmm. And so I got up. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you got like three minutes. The the streets are flooding. You won't be able to get out. And I literally gave my baby to this woman that I didn't know. Because I didn't know if we were going to make it out. Right. I knew I had to go get my mom up. And I'm walking away with my daughter yelling out her phone number so I can catch up with oh them God. afterwards. Don't know where they're going. Right. I just knew my baby was going to be safe with this woman, and I had to go get my mom so Wow, yeah, and we go through floods frequently, you know, like um, when I was a child, I remember seeing canoes in the street because the den had flooded or, you know, the, the neighborhood had flooded and mm-hmm. we seeing boats in the street mm-hmm. like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so my mom's reaction was, OK, well, roll up the carpets. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is a carpet <laughs> roll up situation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so either you come with me yeah. or you stay behind and get in your car. And so when I said that, she knew that it was serious. And I said, you know, I gave someone Genesis. Mm-hmm. So I have to go catch up. You know, mm-hmm. we got to get out of this house.
0: Man, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, it was it was wild. It was wild.
0: I can't even process that. I can't even process the whole thing. But there's something that goes off inside of us when we have to respond in those type of situations. That fight or
1: flight, that fight or flight. And just, you know, the visuals that I have from that, you know, my mom, I mean, the mounds, like 10 foot mounds of your your belongings in the Mm -hmm. yard, you know, because people are coming to help but they're they're not cognizant of what is valuable to you Mm -hmm. and sentimental Mm -hmm. so they're just throwing everything out just trying to help and i remember distinctly my mom sitting on top of one of those mounds digging through it and just looking at different little items you know because one minute you have everything and and all these memories and all these connections and, and sentimental items Mm -hmm. and then the next minute they're just being tossed or they're destroyed and wet and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. no value and you're just trying to figure out what you can preserve Mm -hmm. of this life that just got washed away Mm -hmm. i ask you one
0: question because you you mentioned it and it's just for the sake of the people that are listening because we're older now some of us and we are still dealing with trauma from our childhood Right. Certain mm-hmm. things trigger us um, some of us choose to go to therapy. Some of us don't. Some lean on God, read the word. Some people have uh, partners like friends Right. others don't. I want to ask you because you it's like you got out of the den. Right. And you went back to the den, right? Back. Right? With, right? You go, baby in tow. So now exactly we I got felt. we got generational stuff. It's not just you, but it's you and a, and a whole nother generation in your belly. Mm-hmm. And there's some unresolved things, perhaps, right? Oh yeah. You know. And so, how did you? Not to get too deep. Did you forgive yeah. them? Those that offended you in the trauma, that caused the trauma. Did you put it behind you? Did you talk to somebody? How did you? Yeah. Move, maneuver and be so strong in the midst
1: of this. You know, you have conversations with your uh tribe. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. We as black people are good at that. Yes. Even though, you know, uh the whole formal therapy thing yeah. we may not lean into as much as we should, mm-hmm. but we've always been therapeutic as a community. Yeah. Because we lean into each other. Right. And we and we're very vigilant with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have people I could talk to. Some things you just, you know, you don't want to go so in depth. Right. But um, I did endure uh, physical and mental mm-hmm. abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so returning back into that exact same space yes. was a challenge. However, having gone through what I was dealing with in, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, knowing my purpose for coming back mm-hmm. helped me just have a diff. I, I saw it through a different set of eyes. Yes. Um, I just knew this was temporary, right. you know, for me to be staying back in my childhood home with okay. my mother and dealing with all of that. Um, and it's crazy because I was able to get an SBA loan mm-hmm. out of the <laughs> flood. Yes. You know, as traumatic as it was, uh, we both, mother and myself, were able to get, you know, a, a, another homestead. And I was able to buy the house that I'm in now, which Beautiful. is Genesis childhood home so it's just interesting how things come full circle yeah
0: and how god continues to bless you in the midst of all of this and and you've learned and you know who you are like you've discovered who you are through all of that through that roadmap of your life you're clear on who you are what your purpose is and what genesis means to you and how you want to set her up and all that so you've broken generational Mm-hmm. The things that that, that would have, that were afforded to you, some good, some not so good. You've broken those bad things. Yeah. And laid I'm out. I'm very
1: very intentional with how I engage with you. her. Um you. if anyone sees us together, they they see it. You know, I'm I'm making sure that bond is there, that mm-hmm. line of communication is there. Mm-hmm. I don't rule in fear, I don't discipline in fear. She respects me, so she's well behaved you know we communicate Mm -hmm. you know she knows that she can express her thoughts and feelings the other day she was uh restroom taking a bath and she was calling me and she said mom um here and let me share my thoughts i was like i'm there baby here i come and how old
0: is genesis Baby. see Seven. there you go you got on the right she's path listening. she probably wants to say yeah hi. she could come on and say hi i want to ask you, says, you can come say hi yeah, real come quick. on and say hello so we can see that beautiful face yes. um, we remember when she was in the belly so now yes. <laughs> this is beautiful that's right i want to ask come pop you your head in, baby. because you're so educated already what led you to go back to get your master's and then uh-uh. your phd
1: Look, this is her.
0: Hi, Say Genesis. hi. Hi. <laughs> Beautiful girl. Good yeah, to hi, see hi. you. Hi everybody. <laughs> hi, Genesis. Well, let me go so, back. What's what? Say what you to go back to get your masters and then get your PhD.
1: Um had nothing else to do. Really? <laughs> you know, honestly, you know, I I have to be in pursuit of something. Okay. Right? okay. I didn't want to be stagnant. I'm back home. I have a child to provide for. Yeah. I yeah. knew I needed to elevate myself academically. Um, I knew music wasn't it. It's funny, you know, most people here in Baton Rouge don't know Cayenne. They know Kaya Simmons and now Dr. Simmons. That's the person they know. Doctor. Um, and that was also intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, I knew that higher education would provide more security uh-huh. I needed and yeah. that I wanted. And mind you, this is 20 years later. Oh, I, I've, I've yeah. had a, a bachelor's degree 20 years. So I yeah. returned with child, yeah. you know, pregnant and got back in the program. Uh, and then I took a year off between the master's and the PhD because I <laughs> I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do the PhD, mm-hmm. um, withdrew twice okay. before okay. I committed to it. Mm. And then when I committed, I was like, OK, we're doing this. Mm. And I'm so glad that I did. Then um, you know, it was like the debt, the money that I'm spending and. Listen, Michelle, I'm gonna drop a bomb on you. I had hundred thirteen thousand dollars in student loans that were all forgiven what through the public it? service loan forgiveness program. do and so I'm so glad that I did pursue ah. this. And so now I don't have to worry about that debt because you know when people are pursuing high yes. degrees, yes, terminal degrees cost. They do. They and do. so you always have this looming Dread, okay, you know I got this. Was it even necessary that mm-hmm. I need to do this? Mm-hmm. At some point, I must have to start paying this back. Yeah. Am I going to have the job that I yeah. can full Right. Loan? So yeah. yeah, so
0: there are grown people still paying on undergrad. Degrees. That's right,
1: and I was too. I was deferring. Yeah, yeah. For, But I kept deferring. Yeah, but yeah, so I knew that you know getting a master's would put me in a more stable mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. now that you're a doctor
1: and and just you
0: know active and and in pursuit of something awesome so now that you're dr simmons what type of work do you do now doctor because i see Uh. you all over linkedin talking to a a a room full of people hundreds of people here then you're out doing community service work breaking ground tell the people what you do now dr simmons
1: what do you do Uh, um, I've always been into philanthropy and community, so I worked yes. in nonprofit for a long time mm. um, and thing like, like even even the way you're speaking, you never know who's watching your journey. Right. And they never, you know, people pay attention mm-hmm. and, and you, you don't you take it for granted. Yeah. Um, so I was working for this nonprofit organization, Volunteers in Public Schools for about seven years. Best experience I could have ever asked for. Wow. Uh, boss at the time, Judy Bethley, is now a dear, dear friend. Under her guidance, I just grew and developed and developed and developed. I had talents that I didn't know I had and skills that I developed. And the way that organization works was that it has a lot of community partners. And mm-hmm. the current job that I have now was a community partner that saw how I worked and wanted me to come over and do that for them. Mm-hmm. And so this position came open carl weber is my boss um he said you know what you're doing is public affairs Mm -hmm. and i said you know okay and at the time i was working on my dissertation and and i was hesitant and i just wasn't ready to take that leap Mm -hmm. um again he was put in my life you know I've, i've had these guardian angels that were placed in my life and um that relationship and partnering with them I just had a role switch and now I'm the partner for the same nonprofit. Wow. Um, I do public affairs. I cover six parishes in Louisiana. So it's three of us for the state. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for the Northern River parishes. And I love the work. I do some legislative tracks, um, uh, gas companies, Atlas Energy. Yes, yes. Phenomenal organization. Mm -hmm. The enterprise is just wonderful. They're very um, uh, oriented and the culture is just so nurturing and Mm -hmm. supportive. Um, So the industry part I can learn, but, you know, the public affairs piece is innate and coming from booking shows and performing and handling media and engaging with people, relationships, you know, getting on collaborative shows all of those skills is what i can hone into doing public affairs with what i'm currently doing it's just a beautiful thing to watch how you know those challenges have been able to develop me into who i am now you're looking good too we
0: laid eyes on you just two weeks ago as i said at the beginning of this conversation. We were housing in the park and there was yes. an ATL weekender and you were there and you were looking good. So when you're in Atlanta is, yes. is, is you, you get the music bug? Is the music yes.
1: bug still in your cayenne? Yeah.
0: Come on!
1: Listen. What's happening? Oh, um, you know, I was working on the project mm-hmm. still yes. when I moved to Baton Rouge. Yes. I finalizing some things, going to the studio, sending vocals mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like it's just a snowball effect mm. you know Built um, relationships i'm still working with andy compton over in europe mm-hmm. recently i've gotten some dms from some producers that um italy
0: mm. that
1: yeah. are a and r for tracks records nice. in chicago nice i'm working with um uh, dj reagan Garrett. gray, gray um, found my one of my songs on real people compilation mm-hmm. and she's in canada so we're working on some material there um, recently else in France just hit me up mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just a beautiful thing. And so, um, wow. I come to Atlanta, I'm always, you know, calling someone and say, Hey, you know, I'll be in town <laughs> in case you want me to fall through, you know, <laughs> I'll get in the lab and cook I'm up stuff. I'm I'm a songwriter. right you want to write some
0: stuff? i'm a song
1: writer you know why not you know while i'm there because i will be coming because you know her genesis dad is there and Mm. and her side of the family is there yeah plus you know i have family there in the house music community and beyond because i lived there for 20 years and so i'll always be a staple coming back home Mm. to atlanta Um, looking for opportunities to do work. I'm trying to balance it out because you know I have had a shift with you know prioritizing what's paying the bills right now, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> which is very new to me. Yeah. Finally being secure with my it's career and, and what I'm doing for work. Um, the great thing again is that my boss is he like he's buying my vinyl. He's oh! following me.
0: Like, <laughs> like, We introduce new
1: artists to each other. It's just a beautiful thing. And so he's very supportive of my career path musically as well. Mm. So I will never not do music. It may look a little bit different or, you know, Michelle, I'm in a place where I can do it at my leisure. I'm not pressed, yes, you know, and so that pressure is off of me. I I honestly was getting, not only the pregnancy was part of why I left, but um i was getting jaded i had an attitude i Mm. i started i started feeling like a way i was a little resentful about some things and just a little jaded just from the industry itself and Mm. people that are in the industry know what i'm talking about Mm. it can do that to you Mm -hmm. and so um shift was good for me yeah you know um it said you know more relationships and contacts have developed from this Mm -hmm. and i'm able to do it at will i just bought a a studio which I should have been bought a studio but you know it's all about time and so I'm learning to record myself um, and so that makes it much more easier to work on projects I just go right in my, my lab here at the home oh and uh, vocals goodness. anybody want to give me some tutorials about all my <laughs> needs, please call me because yes. I'm on YouTube and, YouTube and YouTube yeah
0: yeah, yeah. man girl you doing yeah, it um, you're yeah. doing it all.
1: I'm right, I'm trying. You are so, doing it yeah. all.
0: Is there anybody you'd like to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Oh, give me give me like three people, two to three. Oh my people. God, that's like too many to name. Oh
1: wow, anybody I would. You know? know, honestly, I would like. I, I still like to do my R&B soul stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like to revisit working with Ike Hayes, Isaac okay. Hayes, okay. if he's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. I consider myself still a little baby in the house music community. I would like to work with Michelle Bingham. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would want to do it at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to even do that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) But, but me, I would like a, to do some writing yeah. with her. Um, yeah, well, Miranda have had some light conversations. Miranda yeah, Nicole, Nicole about doing yes. a collaboration. I think we would compliment each other yeah. very well. Um, I think I'm I'm happy with who I've had the opportunity to work with. Mm-hmm. But um, I like to do a duet. We've talked about uh, so y'all y'all mm-hmm. call her up and, yeah. and get me to New York and get her. <laughs> she's already down in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah,
0: she's doing um, good things up there too. Yeah. Yes, glam, glam soul star. Yeah, glam star. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. the the thing is, um, Monique Bingham is somebody. She's a Uh, what a staple in the in the space. Unicorn. Yeah, she is. She is. She is. She's someone I would love to talk to. I'm leaning in. I would love to talk to her because I've had the opportunity to talk to so many beautiful um, in house right house music Mm -hmm. the singers, songwriters, as you are. Um, mm-hmm. Ladies have had the opportunity to work with so many great producers. You know, I tip my hat always to Kyle Alce, the prime minister here in oh.
1: Atlanta, doing great things. You but- and me both. You know, mm-hmm. I have to acknowledge what he has done for my house music career, yes, especially yes. coming from R&B, not really knowing right. the right. the community at all. And mm-hmm. I thank you and everyone listening that's mm-hmm. in the house music community as well that have embraced me yeah. as a legitimate house music artist Uh because y'all don't play (laughs) y'all don't play (laughs) behind your house music baby we serious (laughs) serious, i'm just very proud that you know you guys have solidified me as a staple Uh artist that is legit and i do take it seriously and i do want to continue learning um the guidance of kai it's been a beautiful thing i've had it's been a joy watching, you know, working with Salah as mm-hmm, well and mm-hmm, Kemet, mm-hmm. you know, they're really doing their thing yeah. and um, maybe some more collaborations with other um, I've done some things with Swift as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, just looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, And a yeah. little, bit, little bit of side note, um, the name, I just, I, I like to share how that came about, the Cayenne Live, and then we can continue but I just, I did want to kind of backtrack with um that came from. Okay. Um, I never had any intention of going by anything other than kaya right mm-hmm. but at the time when i was working with stress-free entertainment they were shopping me the labels and um was the rapper kaya the one that did my neck my back yeah her name is kaya and so there was some confusion as to who i was and so we were brainstorming like okay well you know what what can we call you and they were like kaya pepper you know kaya <laughs> i am spicy you are spicy <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, so it just it just clicked. So and it's not so far away from Kaya mm-hmm. So I love it. I love Cayenne. It, I think it really encapsulates who I am. Yeah. Um, and the live part was because you know I would bu- book shows and I it would be with a live band. Mm-hmm. And so I would put Cayenne live. Mm-hmm. People started calling me Cayenne live, mm-hmm. and so I think that just works as well because you know it just brings mm-hmm. a certain energy to. Who you? Who I am as an artist, and so that's where the Cayenne live came. Oh, that's I thought cute. that was a little interesting. That is interesting. interesting.
0: <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. I didn't even think to ask that. You got me on that one. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's great to know. What yeah. What is your future plans? I'm. A, it's a two sided question, mm-hmm. uh, Cayenne. On the PhD side, as a doctor, what is next for you in that space? What do you envision um, for yourself there?
1: That's what I'm exploring now. Um, I do have my website, GenesisRC. Mm-hmm. That's Genesis Research and Consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, my business that I have okay. where I see myself doing grant writing, mm-hmm. doing some program development and evaluation, data collection, mm-hmm. consultation, mm-hmm. Um, of that nature. Okay. I love developing programs for outreach and making an impact, you know, De- figuring out a need and designing a program to address that population and yeah. helping nonprofits um, um, strategize. And I consider myself to be a vision strategist. Um, so that's what you saw with the the speech that I was giving, the presentation I was giving with Dudley DeVosier, mm-hmm. a law firm here. Um, there's a forum that they do um, nonprofit organizations uh, get resources and information, and uh, about how to get funding. Mm-hmm. And so, as a corporate funder, that's part of what I do in in my position with um, Energy as a um, manager of public affairs. Mm-hmm. We also seek out nonprofits to support that are in line with our vision, our um, social responsibility vision, uh, fueling safe and thriving communities. And so. Um, at, we do that kind of work a lot of community outreach too so i just see myself uh, my skills and talents nice. you know there's a, a little bit of um confidence i need to get nice. but i've clearly been doing it and i just need to take that leap mm-hmm. so it's genesis mm-hmm. rc com. Mm-hmm. if anyone wants a consultation yeah or help me, me me to help them write a grant or anything like that
0: i'm gonna slide in for consultation so that's good to know <laughs> I'ma slide, I'm slide in there. And then on the on the singer songwriter side, what do you have cooking? Anything that you can share? Just know the pots are getting warm. You got some things oh, simmering. Yes. Talk to us about that.
1: So I have an album, Michelle. It's called Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's a homage to my daughter. Um, Mm -hmm. The first week of October, we finally got a window of this release will be had. It's on NDATL again by my house music mentor and brother Mm -hmm. friend, Kai Mm Alsay. There's a lot of amazing collaborations on it. Um, And um, I mean, from Chris Brand, Stefan Ringer, Phil Asher, um, some amazing, amazing. um, Mm -hmm. And so it's about... I would say 10 songs Mm -hmm. but if you purchase the entire album it's a total of about 15 songs there's some extended versions and some different versions of songs on there Um, keys uh, by
0: Rick Corey right?
1: yes Mm -hmm. some great um, instruments that have contributed um, great production Delma can play Cafele Bandele is on Mm -hmm, horn mm -hmm. Uh, we were actually high school sweethearts wow Uh, Yeah, and so Kai one day was like, oh, I'm bringing in this trumpet player from New York. I'm like, who is it? (laughs) And it was him. And we hadn't seen each other in like 20 years. And so that was just great to see that come full circle. Um, I'm hoping I don't forget any any good um, mentions because there's some really heavy hitters on that album. And I'm very proud of of how Kai was very strategic in... um, those,
0: those collaborations yeah. together. You look like you got some remixed versions from Teddy Douglas and, Douglas, and, and yes. bread dancers and you know, just a whole lot of good people involved in this effort. So that sounds like this is going to be a banger because yes. everybody, all the sauce and the ingredients that's making oh, this. Oh, yes. Sound. It sounds like and, it's gonna be awesome. And I'm I'm super excited for you. That's-
1: I'll be the I'll be the first artist on NDATL, first female artist, uh, I believe artists all together to have a full length album on NDACL. So I'm on, very pride. proud.
0: Go on, Prime Minister. Yeah, that's yeah. a vision. That's a yes. vision. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. I've been, it's been on all constant repeat <laughs> since definitely. I got the, the final proof. But
0: you know what? Nothing
1: happens, Kai, before it's time, right? Kai That's right. Nothing happens so, before you know, it's time. I mean, we started this album when someone came out, mm-hmm. and that was 2009.
0: Yeah, nothing happens before it's time.
1: That's very true. Yes. That's very so true. So now is the
0: time because you got now 10 toes down. You are grounded. You know who you are. You've yes. had a reset. You have a beautiful home, a beautiful yes. daughter um are degreed so many times like three times you're a doctor yes, <laughs> you're yes. doing the work that you love Thank and you, you so still much. singing. you i mean it's Thank all you just a beautiful
1: gift wrap package like you, you know <laughs> like this is man and you know what i love about the album michelle is that you know when i listen to it it's very personal very very personal yeah yes. i started it when I wasn't even thinking about mm-hmm. having, being a mother. Right. And so it started then, and it, it encapsulates a um, lot of what I was dealing with emotionally mm-hmm. and the instability and um, of the turmoil, but a lot of the joys as well. It's yeah. very honest. Good. Some of the songs are very raw, and kind of stripped down vocals, mm-hmm. which, you know, um, Joy enjoy and appreciate because it's, it's authentic yeah. and it's real, you know, um, of a more, much more crisp and polished. A lot of it um, is definitely house, Signature House, a lot of it is actually down-tempo jazz mm, elements to it. Nice. Um, I've nice. never professed to be, you know, a, a scatter or anything like that, or, you know, just this jazz artist, but the elements, the musicality has a lot of those elements in right. it. Um, um, it's a great, projection of this chapter of my life. Mm -hmm. It's very real, very honest, um, pouring my heart into it Mm -hmm. and um, has some featured interludes, which is great (laughs) to to be able to do. Um, So it's just, it's just a beautiful thing.
0: Good for you. Good for you.
1: I'm happy for you. You
0: look well. You shining and glowing and man, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. I love Thank to you. see you I love to see people winning. And I had yes. you know, I was on the outside and you know, we meet and greet, we're social, I had no idea. Um I just know that it's important that you treat people the way you desire to be yes. treated, right? And sometimes yes. just a hello or a hug and just a warm one minute exchange can mean the world to a person. We just don't know, so I never want Let's, to take that for granted. And and we had you, and then you went, you moved back to Baton Rouge. So whenever I see you in the A, I di- I gotta you know squeeze you because I'm like, oh, this is a nice surprise because you right. you know home is Baton Rouge, but I think Atlanta's home for you. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So you know, this is and- awesome. What you said speaks volumes. You know, mm-hmm. you don't always know yeah. what people are struggling with, yeah. um, they're dealing with, mm-hmm. what what their past experiences have been, that have made them who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it takes time for that individual to hone into where they want to be right. and how to get there. Yes. And I think that is my personal journey, you know. I made a lot of mistakes. I'm mm-hmm. complete fool of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> on many occasions. Yeah. But I'm so thankful that people saw me yes. in, in it all and knew that, that there was something cool. there and that I had potential and to be great. And um just happy to be able to live in that space right now and to get so much support. Um, now, you know, despite some of the hiccups and mistakes and bridges burned or what have you mm-hmm. um, really stuck by me and are championing for me. And I, I absolutely appreciate awesome. that. And that that is just of so much value. Mm-hmm. And people need to know, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, just just that hug or just that little bit of acknowledgement for you to make that walk across <laughs> the, the, the lot when we were at, you know, I, you know, you saw me. I was like, oh, yeah, he's trying of to be cognito. cognito. I was like, no. I was like, I'm going over there. God, I, like, no, I left no. work in the door. And I was like, I'm going over there. I'm, I'm going to give her a hug. hug. Are you kidding this me? for you to do that mm-hmm. meant so much to me. And I told you how much it meant after yeah, the fact. Yeah. Um, Look, here we are. Yes. And, you know, I have so much to share. And I just appreciate giving, being given the platform yeah, to absolutely. do that. Um you're just making me feel so so wonderful oh, right now and ew. it's so accomplished you know you don't realize it when you're in the thick of it doing it right you know right. sometimes being able to see your life through another set of eyes Mm -hmm. and um, value in the journey that you don't even know that people are paying attention to it's, it's so validating. It's so affirming Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm doing it right and I'm together. Yeah. You got it together all the way together. You are beautiful.
0: How can the people find you? Well, how can they find you girl? Where you at?
1: uh I on all platforms yes. k-a-y-e-n-n-e mm-hmm. l-i-v-e mm-hmm. uh facebook that's pretty much my limit i haven't graduated to anything else <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got time uh, doctor <laughs> that's right right I, I do have the website www.kayanlive.com mm-hmm. where i sell merchandise it's the artwork mm, from yeah. some my, my releases throughout the years yeah so, you know a fan of specific songs or you know a specific album then you can get a shirt or you know what have you and so i would appreciate it is um tuning some things to be sure that um the shipping and all that is is up to par but if you put in an order at this point i will see it and i will fulfill it awesome. just bear with me with that transition process but um doing some uh, updates to the site but it's CayenneLive.com. um and i appreciate everyone's support we love it
0: this was awesome. Thank you yes, so much, Cayenne, for your time. I wish you nothing but continued success in everything that you do. We're going to be in touch. Don't you worry. You, you are stuck with
1: me. Once you do the show, you are stuck. You were stuck. Hey, that's a good kind of stuff. <laughs> it's a good kind of stuff. I'm trying to do a party mm-hmm. or some sort of event. I'm working with some people. It's in it's, um, its infantile stages of yeah. planning and just kind of, right now, it's just an idea. Mm-hmm. So I am thinking about coming to Atlanta to do a listening party. It may not be around the release date because of time crunches. Right. You know, that's like in literally in two weeks. Two weeks. Um, yes. Maybe towards the end of October, mm-hmm. but you, you all will hear about it. I'll be sure to let you know so that we can spread the word and have a intimate you know conversation and song Mm -hmm. type of situation not too much talking but you know more songs than than conversations but I would love to get personal and um absolutely I'm looking forward to that all the best to you
0: you beautiful thing bye Genesis thanks so much for checking out the podcast today be sure to like it leave your comments and share it with a friend if you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at inforealchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.